Some human movies shouldn't exist, but let's human pretend they do. Mm. I'm Peter Hunter. Ooh. I'm Desmond Port. Mm. I'm Scott Hanchy. All right, and uh, let's just jump right into it, because I know we're really excited about this week's uh, movie. Yeah. This one uh, is going to put a little no-name uh, director slash executive producer by the name of Steven Spielberg on the map. Yeah, it's... Um, um, I think it really sets him head and shoulders above um, that guy <clears throat> who directed the head and shoulders commercial um, that I saw earlier on, on the tube, the boob tube. Yeah, and uh, that movie is The Post. Yeah, Oscar-nominated uh, Washington, Washington Post um, about the Nixon papers. Um... Uh, no, I'm not going to keep this bit going. It's Ready Player One. It's We're, Ready Player One. It's actually, Ready. on the subject of the post, let me tell you, I was reading the trivia. He was making the post while they were working on CGI for this film, just proving how little he had to do with anything in that, Ready Player One. That That's comforting to me. It really is. Um, <laughs> it's like a name oh, brand thing at this point. I'm very know. suspicious when directors have m- movies coming out within months of each other. I mean, he made Schindler's List and Jurassic Park in the same year. Yeah, but, I mean, look at the results. Well, yeah, they, they were <laughs> they, both amazing. They, 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 they show that there, there was hard work being done there. Yeah, that 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 is true. Um, so what is Ready Player One about? Um, basically, it's a future where there's this MMO which is like half Second Life and like half World of Warcraft, sort of, and it's like the most of the world economy, and like everyone spends their whole lives playing it, not really having jobs or anything. And it's like Steve Jobs' equivalent, its creator dies, and he's like, Hey guys, instead of like giving this wealth away to charity or family mem distant family members or co workers or people less fortunate. I'm going to put in a giant Easter egg in this game. Literal yeah, Easter egg. Literal Easter egg. And if you find it, you get all of my stock and like extra some extra money on top of Because that. that's how that works. Yeah. That's how like that works. That, it, it, it would work like that. Let's award people. Um, I'm sorry. Let's reward people for playing a game more than everyone else. It's kind of how the real world works. Given yeah. how you can make a living the game, oh, yeah. the game. making video games. Oh yeah, no, esports are not a joke, man. That's a big old industry now. Yeah, like yeah. it is, it's huge. And yeah, but the, our pasty white boy protagonist is not is making a living off playing games. Am I right, guys? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know what he does for money, or like, does he stop to eat? It seems like he's uh, in way it, too good of shape for how much he's in there. And in, in the haste yeah. to get like uh, everybody into the, you know, their. VR sort of quagmire sort of fest game that they're all playing. They just like everybody stopped giving a fuck about like building codes because like they, they're just living in like trailer stacked on top of trailer. It's like that'd be so easy to topple. Well, um, as they prove later on in the movie. Well, they firebomb. Let's yeah. backtrack. That helped bring it down. Yeah, let's um, also before we get into the meat of it. Let's let's backtrack. Okay. Uh, obviously, this is a different thing we're doing this week. We're doing a movie that's actually new and in theaters. Yeah, don't usually do that. Yeah, um, and that's fun. Um, unfortunately, the movie wasn't really fun. No, um, it wasn't particularly terrible. 
but it wasn't good at all. It was really boring, and a lot more boring than I really thought it would be. I thought there'd be some eye candy that really grabbed me, and there just wasn't. Yeah, I'd liken the experience to, like, watching the Star Wars prequels and those, like, scenes where there's just, like... 800 Jedi and they're all like lightsaber and everything yeah, and yeah, like absolutely and you're like oh this should be cool but you feel nothing because the stakes aren't good and you don't care about them and like and everything's dying so fast that dying doesn't mean anything and it's just it's not it's soulless like I, I it was so it was very it was much like an MMO it was soulless <laughs> now let's okay before I just start bashing on the thing and, you know, honestly, I don't need to bash on it that hard. It, it, you know, there's not too much to say, but, like, things I liked, I don't know. It, it depends on the person. Everyone's going to find uh, a little Easter egg or, 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 or reference in there that, that speaks to you. So, yeah, maybe there's, like, one or two that kind of, like, caught me. I would say, like, uh, the Shining portion was kind of interesting. Like, I really didn't expect them to go into that in a video game movie, which... But, severely lacks any actual video game character. Well, that's another I can't point. imagine yeah. that Nintendo doesn't really give people that license no. much if ever, they so don't. that wasn't going to happen, so that's the reason why you don't make, you know, your Super Smash Brothers the movie, basically, because oh. like, yeah, you're just, you're not, that's basically what this movie probably intended to be, but and there's then got off into this weird, like, Avatar slash Vans commercial kind of territory, <laughs> where it's like, all right. Oh my god, the they're, 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 they, they have this, they say Set up this whole cool world, right? You know, in that opening shot where he's explaining the Oasis, the opening 15 minutes of voiceover where he's uh, explaining the Oasis. Uh, you see them pan through like this, like like people surfing on the pyramids and like all this yeah. cool shit going on. It's like show us that, yeah. Because all we see, we see a like CGI New York City and like nameless whatever planet, and then footage from The Shining. That's like our world. Like, like it's like, like you don't show us anything cool in a world where you can do anything and be anything. Yeah, you could be a gun-toting maniac. Well, that seems to be about that, it. Show us that golf game on the moon or whatever. Thank yeah. you, man. Thank like, you. Something. Yeah. Like, I, I don't give a fuck about the book. Yeah. Spielberg, you make lemonade with... I mean, I, I love the Jurassic Park book, but Spielberg, you took that book and made it your own. Yeah. And, and there's so many differences, and they stand on their own as different things, and you didn't do shit with this fucking book. Okay. I will say that, confession, I haven't read all of the book, but I did read most of it. Um, and there are a lot of differences from the book to the movie, and they're actually 100% beneficial. So, um, spoilers, spoilers for both of these. No um, one cares. I'm not no, going to go no into, like, the, I'm not going to go into the end game stuff. It's just some basic stuff Please up front. Please do. Um, so, like, basically you have to take, you have to accomplish tasks, you get keys, and then with the keys you get the prize at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the first thing in the movie, it's basically, like, Need for Speed, like, Turbo Edition with the King Kong that punches you when you get too close to the end. Um, in the book, you have to find this secret cave, and then you play a game of Joust against a skeleton. Which, honestly, I hate to step on you, I kind of wish, wish the Joust bit had been there, because that's an actual video game. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys give a shit about Joust. I had Joust, I want to say it's I had kind Joust of, like, the Game Boy or something. It's kind of fun, I just don't see how visually it would be exciting. Well, have you seen, like, the art on the marquee, like, sign for the game? The yeah. way the ostrich looks? It's just like, man, you fully realize that. That thing's horrifying. It's like a Gallimimus type thing. Like, I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself, but it's like, that's a real video game. Stop yeah. taking out the real video games. Please yeah. continue. Well, yeah. I'm sorry. No, 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 it's all right. That is all, like, that's all well and good. In the book, they are literally just sitting in front of Joust playing Joust on the Atari. That's f***ing 
Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, yeah, and then in the sec in the second one, in like, oh god, there's like four steps in it in the book. I don't remember all of them. I know Zork, like completing the text game Zork, which is like one of the first text games ever. It's one of the first games ever, really. Um, and then in the movie, uh, what was the second one? I can't remember in the movie. Shining. The Shining. Okay, which is way more interesting. You have to, like, in the book it's like Zork and then, like, something about Rush. Like, you have to do, like, Rush albums or some crap like You mean, like, crap like Tom that. Sawyer? Monday, boy. Yeah, but, me. yes, exactly. But, like, the obscure, like, you're cool if you like this one. Like, if you're, like, Subdivisions is my favorite Rush song. That that kind of person. Even though Subdivisions is a good song, and I will be that kind of person. My favorite right band is like that one that's really, really <laughs> famous from a long time ago. It's I like how I said one. Band. I said one good thing about this, and we're just done with. I mean, like, <laughs> like, look, look. It's competently made. Like it's like I it agree. moves. It moves. It wasn't like slow. It's just like. You don't really care about the characters or the pace. That's why they like, call them characters, because you're supposed to care. <laughs> oh, wow. Hey, Scott, when did you become a father? Because that's a, that's a bad joke right there. Yeah, well, Scott you... Scott makes hella dad <laughs> jokes. Well, uh, I mean, how do you know when it's a dad joke? When you, like, in your... Oh. How, Scott? When it's a parent. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Scott's hella cool. I'm too far away from the board to cut his mic, unfortunately. Um, uh, so we'll have to endure. You were saying something. Um, important. Oh, yeah. If you're not, I'm going to. No, no, okay, yeah, no. The, the biggest improvement is, like, the book is told in the first person. And all of that, inf all of this information is relayed to you on, like, ad nauseum. It's pages and pages and pages of all this nerd gatekeeping, like, information bullcrap being regurgitated to you by the main character, Wade Watts. And movie, he has, like, he has some VO, but it, mostly not. He's mostly just a milk toast, like, audience avatar, boring white dude. In, in the book, it's just, in, he's insufferable. I, I loathe him. And uh, in the audiobook, it is read by Will Wheaton, who totally has, like, the coolest kid in chess club voice. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's, like, the nerd who's, like, actually, um, Castle Wolfenstein came out before Doom, so it's technically the first first-person yeah. shooter. He also, That's his voice. He, yeah. he, he also read the audiobook for Masters of Doom, great book about the creation of Doom, and that's the voice. Yeah, and, I like, look, I... <laughs> I've had people, I know people who've interacted with Will Wheaton, uh, like, through one of my jobs, we've, like, worked with Will Wheaton, like, he's a nice, nice dude. He's not good at reading this book, I'm, I'm sorry, Will Wheaton, I'm sure you're... Which they probably thought, like, this is the best guy for the job, because he's yeah. kind of like a nerd, nerd lord well, well, type yeah, because, guy. because, um, friggin' Wesley Crusher. But yeah. you can't polish a turd, let's be honest. It's, yeah, uh, it's What was good. he gonna be doing with that that was, you know... Yeah. I mean, I haven't read it, but, you know... It's don't. It doesn't seem like something I would. Now, now, I, I have a question for you guys. You guys are yeah. we're, we're the same age. <gasps> did 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 like seeing the DeLorean do anything for you? No, no. Me neither. And and I really thought like it might like well, seeing the trailer. And I love Back to the Future, but it's just like I'm a fucking referency pop culturey type of nerdy dude, and like. You, you've messed up when I'm I'm not walking away from this type of movie with anything. Yeah. With no real good feel. Like like I I really I I mean, 
Are we getting older? Because I, 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 I can't tell what's going on in these action sequences. It's, it's yeah. all, all the nostalgia stuff's just been done to death at this point. I mean, how many times do we have to relive the fucking 80s in the movies? Yeah, no. Seriously, it's very, like, it's been, everything's been done. You have to make something yeah. new. Somebody has to start making something new. We have to stop remaking things because they make money. Just take a chance. I don't care. Be a maverick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Throw your money around. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, it, yeah. Make poor business investments and better movies. I'd I'd say like to everyone who like gave Stranger Things crap for like it relying too heavily on 80s references, if you like this movie or the book, go to hell. Cause like these are like not subtle at all. Like Stranger Things, there's some over like over the top stuff. Like there's like they're quoting Ghostbusters. It's homage. Yeah, exactly. But then there's but then there's subtler things where it's like a recreation of shot from Alien and like all these other '80s movies. And like that's how you do references in a cool way, as opposed to being like that's the bike from Akira. Oh, that's the suit from Buckaroo Banzai. You got to wink, nod, not like holler from the sidewalk. Yeah, that's what makes me so mad. As like it's like it's it's half measure. You want to make this referency uh, movie with all these characters and things from other uh, other you know properties in them, right? But you have to explain every reference. Oh, yeah. that's Kaneda's bike from Akira. Yeah. Anyone seeing this movie know? Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Oh, it's the hotel from The Shining. Oh, uh, that's the suit from Buckaroo Banzai. Oh, Goldeneye slappers only. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty five years of those fucking uh, odd job jokes, guys. That's yeah. not like the clever thing you thought it was. Yeah. It really wasn't. And I probably it pissed said, me off then too. To yeah. be honest, <laughs> we li- we <laughs> lived it. Slappers only. There's yeah. nothing funny about yeah. slappers Every- only. And <laughs> everyone had. What that. is it? His favorite game mode: slappers only and odd jobs. Mind yeah. you, a guy like Holiday. No, it wasn't. An inconsistency, and this is super dorky of me, but it's like a guy like Halliday, Goldeneye would not have been his no. favorite shooter. He would be a PC Master Race yeah. type guy. He would yeah. have been playing Quake Do- or Doom. Or Doom. Or yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, there's That's- no, there's no way. Yeah. Oh god! You know what this movie is? This movie is the Big Bang Theory. The movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it totally is. Like I remember, like I've like I've never voluntarily watched an episode of the Big Bang Theory. It's on like on my gym. It's like literally the channel that plays the Big Bang Theory in like CNN. That's what's on in my gym, and like my family watches it sometime. And I love my family, but it's a terrible show. And there is a scene where they're in a comic book shop, and a character points to a sword on the wall and says, "Oh, that's Frodo's sword from Lord of the Rings." Which is like not what a nerd would say. They, sting. Yeah, they would say, "No, oh, that's Sting," because that's that's the nomenclature. But because you're trying to appeal to a mass audience, mm-hmm. you have to do the thing that appeals, Lord of the Rings. So right. it's the Lord of the Rings sword. Right. And that's that's what this movie is. It's re- explaining, ob- not even obtuse references, but references that might be too obtuse for the general public. References are like the best when they're not explained because there, there's there's two camps. Either you'll get it and be like, "That's awesome, they did that," or you won't get it and you'll just be confused and like what's this is hilarious what's going on maybe i mean not always but like i i I think they like i said just a half measure it's like you wanted to make a nerdy movie but you didn't really yeah you you could have made one that really celebrated nerd culture i i stand by this they somehow managed to make a lego movie that was awesome yeah if you can do that you could make a good movie out of anything. most things. You do anything. You can do anything. Everything is awesome. Yeah. Right. Everything was awesome. All right. so, that was better than Ready Player One. Oh, in terms oh yeah, of references. It was. it was much better. Yeah, like, like, God. no it, question about it. Yeah. I will, I will say one last thing on references, and then we can move on to final thoughts, is um, the Iron Giant stuff made me very sad. I was, like, upset in the movie theater watching the Iron Giant, like, laser gun things. 
was very upset. Well, the, the, the whole thing, and I'm sure everyone out there has heard this in some form already, but yeah, the whole Iron, Iron Giants thing is that he doesn't want to fight. He's No. He's good. That's an awesome movie. I yeah. am it's not a, a gun. It's a touching movie. You it's know. a very it, touching it, it, movie. Oh, it's so sweet. Yeah, and I mean, like, uh. it, it just shows, again, that they were just trying to exploit things in a way where they weren't actually doing any homage to it. They were just saying, here it is. Yeah. They're that thing that you know. Not relating it or interrelating it in any way into the plot. Just saying, here it is on its face, sh- uh, uh, te- you know, telling you, not showing you. I, I will say... On just a base level imagery type like thing, seeing CGI Mechagodzilla and a Gundam was kind of cool because I've never seen sure. them like that before. Just like in terms of like, ah, oh, so that's how it would be, you know, in 2018. That was kind of cool. But yeah, that's, yeah, I yeah. mean, other than just seeing it there, that's all. You know. Yeah. A very legally distanced uh, image of uh, Mechagodzilla. It wasn't, and I kind <laughs> it of did wish- not really look like Mechagodzilla, it- but it was like a Mechagodzilla like. Esque, like the, yeah. the kind of cheap knockoff that you'd find, like you know, or how they will have to make him in a CGI model in order to move for real. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, I like, love those knockoff uh, little toys. Oh that, yeah, like, are kind of like the the you know they're not the real thing. Yeah, but, the, like they're all got the misspellings and everything. If you have those, send as many of them as you have directly to us at at prequelsequelremake dot com or at prequelsequelcasts on uh, Twitter, Twitter or yeah. uh, or on uh, at Prequel sequel remake on uh, Instagram. Please Facebook, share share yeah. it with us. I love seeing. It. I I used to have Spader Man. Yeah, I I for a white elephant one year, Scott. I believe you ended up with this. Is like it's a Power Rangers box, but it's full of five green Batman <laughs> yes. with Superman capes. Oh yes, it's still on the wall. <laughs> yeah. It was interesting how um, Artemis does the whole typical romantic movie type thing, where you don't even know me. You you just love the idea of me. You'd be disappointed in real life, and then. She's a super cutie in, in right. real life. Yeah. There's nothing wrong. In fact, like her her birthmark that she think is such a detriment to her looks is like eh, you're like a puppy. It's cute. Like <laughs> oh and my God. no one would fucking be upset with you. No. Like, like 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 you're cool and you play games. It's like I don't know. Like oh god. I will say <laughs> one more touch on on the book and then final thoughts because it directly ties into that. So that happens way later in the book. That at the part, end, if I'm not mistaken, it's not right? like that. Th- her reveal is at the end, and then, um, like, he doesn't meet her in person until the very end. And then, like, that whole scene with them in the club, he's like, "I love you." Um, that happens, like, I'd say about halfway through, and then he literally like moves like to a different like city. He like only spends his time in the oasis. He has like this full bodysuit on with like a thing attached to like his butt, so he can just poop and walk and do it. And like another tube that feeds him, and he's like, "Whatever, friend zoning girl, I don't need you." It's like, ah, oh, god. Ugh. Anyways, Ugh. it's a good scene they cut. Um, <laughs> so, um, final thoughts. Actually, um, can I say one more thing? Yeah, sure. Final thoughts. Sure. I was thinking the whole movie, just like the type of weird bullshit we would get into in the oasis. It wouldn't be any of that. Oh man, it'd be fun. It'd be really fun. Yeah, we'd like we race Mario Karts. Um, we just play real games, but yeah. be there. We should get together and play the old kart once in a while. Yeah, I, I love that. Yeah, it's yeah, been a minute. Like it's yeah. been a minute since I've gotten yeah. some Good kart. Double dash. Yeah, let, let's do it. The, the unequivocally the best Mario Kart. Yeah. I know, I know yeah. that uh, you know some people think that, but I think it, you know the universe agrees. Oh, okay. double dash is uh, wow! Yeah, yeah. Apropos of nothing, I'm uh, gonna make a, a meme cabinet so you can play like all the arcade games with Ooh. arcade controllers. Uh, 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 that's a thing we're gonna do. I like that. Final yeah. thoughts. Oh uh, yeah, final thoughts. Um, I kind of want to do Scott last, so Desmond, yeah. <laughs> what are your final thoughts? Uh, my final thoughts? Uh, you mean like my recommendation of the yeah, movie? Yeah. Well, like, ah, uh, no, skip. 
I, I wanted to find some redeeming quality. Um, honestly, in the trailers, they showed that race the most. And I was like, that's going to be sweet. You know, I'm, I'm of the camp. I love Speed Racer, the Speed Racer movie. Yeah. I thought it was great CGI race stuff. I was like, yeah, it'll probably be cool. They have, the, you know, Spielberg's action direction will be fun. The man did Jurassic Park, which is like my favorite movie ever. I had a little faith. I was let down with every action sequence in this fucking movie. Um, and there's nothing else there to chew on. Unless you're, you, you you just really need to pay, uh, you know, 15 bucks to go see Simon Pegg do an American accent. <laughs> just skip it. Because it's it's like, I, it, it, unless you're a basic-ass bitch. I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, you hit it here, folks. Desmond Ports. Ready Player One is for basics. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then, Peter, would you, uh, what's your final thoughts? Do uh, you recommend it? No. Yeah. Don't 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 read it. Don't watch it. Um Yeah, don't. Don't 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 yeah, um feel like I've expressed myself pretty thoroughly. Yeah. So yeah, don't don't watch it. You know you fucked up when seeing the T Rex from Jurassic Park doesn't even give me a mini chub. Like <laughs> you know you've messed up your That's film. True. So Yeah, you yeah, you you were feeling the original Jurassic World trailers Ooh. even. Yeah, I know. You oh, were feeling them hard. I'm going to get wasted and go see Fallen Kingdom. This movie looks like a dumpster fire. Alright, I'll but see that's it. beside the point. I'll see it with you only yes, you if will. we're both. You destroyed. all will. Okay. <laughs> Alright, um and last but not least certainly, uh Scott Hanshu. Oh, let all these flies in here. Damn, smells good. Yeah. Ready Player One is badass. I really liked it. It was so cool. There was some video game character in there. And there was some uh, first-person shooter stuff, which is great because that's automatic weaponry in the hands of a child. And that's what we obviously need to encourage more of. Uh, so Ready Player One is badass. And such a great movie. It was a really good Good time. If I didn't have to watch that piece of shit for this fucking podcast, I definitely would have seen it probably more than once in theaters. It was a great time. Oh man, it's it's so funny because like we've watched demonstrably worse movies for this podcast. But I, I don't know what you're talking about. It was amazing. But that's like the only one that almost got you to break out of the bit. It was full CGI and stuff. I, uh, it's just like you know, I, I'm 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 maybe speaking more passionately than I need to. I don't really absolutely hate this. It's just just boring. It, there's no reason to watch it's, it. It's a cool idea that could have been an awesome movie, and it wasn't, and that's disappointing to me. There you it's go. Quite droll. Yeah. All right. Well, now that that's all out of the way, let's move on to the first part of our segment, which is the the prequel, which is done by a Mister. Me. Uh, wh- what's your name again? I'm just here. Don't worry about it. Okay, well, you... I'm a voice in your mind. So, prequel. Now, before I begin, I should make something clear. I'm not angry. I'm just upset. <laughs> Ready Player Zero. <laughs> okay. Uh. Ages five and up. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the tagline or part of the That's title? That's tagline. Okay. <laughs> tagline two, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> and tagline three, the Kazam shower sound. 
<laughs> Which I actually think he's saying, because I, I was listening to it a lot. I think he's saying being a guy. Because he goes like, ah, 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 being a guy. I don't know. I don't know why he's in the shower and he's saying being a guy. But whatever. That appears to be what he is attempting to say. But he's like, yeah. I'll, let, I'll let Kazam speak for himself. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Directed by Milton Bradley. <laughs> Board games have become intertwined with the real world. Game developer tycoons George and Charles Parker have built an empire on one man's interaction with reality. You might call it a monopoly. George S. Parker believes that games should be played for enjoyment and do not need to emphasize morals and values. The Parker Brothers games have been purchased by the evil General Mills, a shitty corporate overlord who wants to change the games so that they have morals and values and sugar. (laughs) But for some reason, a posthumous message from the late Parker brother reveals a hidden game laced amongst their most powerful games that if discovered and bested gives full ownership of the entire franchise to that random person again for some reason (laughs) we open in a shitty green house on mediterranean avenue our hero an avatared out anime-esque pretty boy log named (laughs) dippy mcnuts Oh dear God, Scott! Is, oh. com- <laughs> is completely absorbed in his own reality as he takes out the trash or something. Scott, we wrote very similarly in in, wow. in, in, in cadence this, this week. Wow! I, please oh continue. Uh, I thought I was going too far. <laughs> oh no, we've we've only begun. <laughs> Clearly, we've only begun. Continue. Revealing his very low rent neighborhood in some kind of montage featuring a dog, a shoe, and a silver hat. <laughs> He meets up with his gamer buddy, Flipper the Dolphin, in line to roll some dice. Well, I can't wait to buy some of this property. I just hope I don't land on luxury tax. To which Flipper responds... Which roughly translates into... SeaWorld steals dolphins from the wild. Dippy runs into some equally pretty gamer fantasy style anime girl who hides behind a keyboard but is actually still conventionally attractive except for a gob of makeup named Fantasy Girl 6969. <laughs> Don't get any ideas, boys. Oh, man. She's... Ladies, get ideas? Everyone else, do you. Hey, you're that girl from Line. Ugh, I'm kind of awkward, says Dippy. <laughs> yes. Brushing the back of his head while looking down. Tee-hee. Fantasy Girl laughs. Catch me if you can, weirdo. Fantasy Girl plays her keyboard or something and advances eight spaces to Connecticut Avenue, directly next to King Kong. But no one ever makes it past King Kong, <laughs> screams Dippy, who then tackles Fantasy Girl because she needed someone to save her from all those asshole guys out there. <laughs> K. 
King Kong proceeds to kill actual living people and in the process eliminate their life savings as a part of the game contract or something. King Kong just doing his thing. Yeah. Gotta, lo gotta love old Kong. Very on brand for Kong. I love Kong. Yeah. Love all Kong. Yeah. Dippy then has an idea. What if instead of going around the board the normal way, he just flips the fucking board because fuck Monopoly! Bam! Board flipped! Fuck you, friends! Fuck you, family! Fuck Monopoly! Who's gonna steal from the bank now, Grandma? Cause it sure ain't fucking you! And with that, Dippy is awarded the first key, I guess! Yay! <laughs> This act of doing something gets the attention of General Mills, who doesn't like it at all. Not one bit. See, his father was a drinker and a fiend. <laughs> one day he gets in deep and gambles with sharks. Oh no. And the sharks are also, his oh. army of sugar pimps are put to the task to find out who this dippy avatar is. But since there's no internet, this is a hard thing to do. Sugar pimps to the census! Dippy and Flipper get into an argument over why Dippy shouldn't get involved with that one fantasy girl. She really gets me. No one out there gets me. I'm feelings for her. To which Flipper responds... Which roughly translates into... No matter how you slice it, a dolphin in captivity is a prisoner. Dolphins need their freedom. What looks like a smile on my face is merely our interpretation of how my face looks. Nevertheless, oh Dippy, apparently deaf and blind to the struggle of dolphins, continues on to the next game. Candyland! As the sun sets behind the gumdrop mountains, a very tired Mr. Mint continues his never-ending harvest of candy canes. From the bushes, watch two pairs of hungry eyes. Okay, boo-boo. I'll oh sneak up on him from behind, grab him by the neck with my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, Yogi. I'll gouge out his eyes with my thumbs to blind him. So what are you thinking, boo-boo? Then all of this plentiful and not at all scarce peppermint bark will be ours for the taking. I fucking love peppermint bark, Yogi. <laughs> Those are fantastic impressions, yeah, Scott. Wait, good. we should make some Yogi Bear cartoons. <laughs> well, yeah, we, we should. Yeah. But before the bears can move, they are shot repeatedly in the back at close range by Dippy. <laughs> because this is a... <laughs> because this is a first-person shooter, but in real life. He collects their money as he coldly moves beyond their corpses with Flipper and Fantasy Girl in tow. They descend down the hill towards the giant, sticky, licorice castle inhabited by the sticky Lord Licorice, as played by John Leguizamo. Yeah. Hey kids, how's this game going for you? Are you enjoying the quaint, colorful candy-like aesthetic of this game? Uh, the General Mills loves this part of the game. Says he thinks it's a real true adventure time. I gotta tell you though, sure is fucking sticky. <laughs> hey, we are trying to reach King Candy. Do you know a short way of how to get there? Well, uh, yeah, there are a couple shortcuts. But at this point, you passed them all, so, uh, no. But then, Dippy gets a clue. Instead of cutting ahead at the gumdrop pass, or sliding across the rainbow bridge, or in the library with the candlestick, or even skipping spaces by holding his hand over the board piece in a way where it's hard to tell exactly where he began tapping the piece and where he ended, instead of that, he could just, yo, flip the fucking board. Yeah, why the fuck not? Fuck the peanut butter house, fuck the lollipop woods, 
Candyland. <laughs> it's the worst game. Really and what do you know? <laughs> Dippy gets the second key or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we were on a same wavelength here. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's gonna be, yeah, you'll see. At this point, General Mills is pissed. So he firebombs Dippy's home, killing his adoptive parents, which apparently does not phase Dippy all that much because he just goes back to playing board games immediately like some sort of sociopath. Round three takes place in a Tron-like universe of sorry. <laughs> people race around the board and run little people's like colored pawn thingies off the board and they lose their shit and they're like, oh, sorry, but not really because that's the point of the whole game. <laughs> Oh man, Scott, uh, I'm gonna take playing board games with you. Different level. Like I said, not angry. Just, just upset. upset. <laughs> this is even like about Ready Player One. It's like deep seated hatred of like basic bitch board games. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, please, please continue, Scott. Dippy and his clan, not clan, decide to cut right to the chase and start by flipping the board the f over. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. But most of all, Sorry. But this does not work. Dippy goes to jail. Dippy goes directly to jail. <laughs> Dippy does not collect $200. And that is because he is on his way to jail. On the inside, as he attempts to pass through a hallway, Dippy is physically accosted by a tatted up and totally yoked Gumby as Pokey stands watch for the guards. Oh my god. Dude, <laughs> why Gumby? Not Gumby. Oh dear, he's turning to the last page. No, 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 I'm sorry. You know what they say, Pokey? Shit on my dick or blood on my knife. Just to clarify, Dippy is played by an adult. That's why he goes to jail and not to juvenile hall. Just so that's clear. Oh dear, I don't know why you. Oh god, why did you clarify that? What's about to happen? Gumby is bearing down on Dippy, gulping down a mouthful of freshly distilled Pruno. It looks like this is it. But wait! That one character at that part of the movie I left out until now gave him that get out of jail free card earlier. Good thing Dippy remembered that just in time. Dippy, Flipper, and Fantasy Girl, and also Scrooge McDuck and Hong Kong Fooey or whoever else, engage in a lengthy battle in a game of Risk. <laughs> it, it, it takes a long time. And after literally taking over most of the world, Dippy has that pesky General Mills in his sights somewhere around the Middle East or Europe. I'm gonna win all three keys, General. <laughs> you know, you remind me of myself as a bored young board game player. Oh, but wouldn't you rather chomp down on some sugar smacks? How about we set you up with a few nice hotels down on the boardwalk? You'd have more money than you could ever need to pay for all those cavities. <laughs> no thanks, but I don't clan up. I just play with the same group of nerds who are only loosely affiliated. Tell them, Flipper. To which Flipper responds, something in Dolphinese. With their armies resembling a big flurry fuckfest of plastic CGI game pieces, the big showdown begins, but is hardly notable in any way. Following a sequence that could have left any of the main characters dead in numerous ways, Dippy and Fantasy Girl penetrate the main castle. Fantasy Girl winds up in Dippy's arms because explosion. I've really taken a shining to you, m'lady. Oh. Dippy says as he tips his fedora her way. God damn it, <laughs> 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 I think you're a pretty cool dude. 
says Fantasy Girl. I love you. I think our son should be named Wade, says Dippy. I think we should stay friends, says Fantasy Girl. Ugh, girls only like assholes. Why don't they like nice guys? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> sorry for tapping. No, it's no, right. no. But then, in the inner chamber, they see General Mills' candy pimps playing the original Parker Brothers game, Banking. Wait, is that the original Parker Brothers game? Yes. Is it just you? Is it just you? Banking? It's a game about banking. He's the predecessor to Monopoly. That doesn't sound fun at all. No. Well, <laughs> that sounds awful. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, banking. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Wait a minute. Banking, monopoly, risk. It's all about power and control of the money. Dippy has an epiphany. A dippy epiphany. A dipiphany, if you will. Democracy is dead. He then flips the fucking board over. F armies, f borders, f risk. Why the fuck do we ever start playing risk? I don't really care. I've actually never played this. Anyway, oh, really? it's just—it's it's part of the writing. I'm going with the writing. Yeah. No, no, no. It's well, actually quite enjoy the board games that we play. Anyway. Yeah. And then he decides to go play outside because at that point in time, people still did that. And that's how Dippy wins the game. And by the way, you just lost the game. The end. I mean, I wish it was 2010, so I'd be upset about that. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm not. Uh, not even phased. For care. the record, risk is so not anything you would enjoy in yeah, any no. way. I don't really like it either, but like it takes like <laughs> four hours. Like it's if just you like, play with more than two people. It's kinda gross. Yeah. yeah. What well, it's whole deal like conquer yeah. that's the one where you're conquering countries, yes. right? Yeah, that's yeah. It's fucked up. It's okay. like I don't know. And and, and for the record, I've only flipped a monopoly board one time. <laughs> 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 Alright. Uh Candyland, whatever. Don't care about it. Just thought it was funny. Uh, yeah, that whole fucking thing was hilarious. R good job. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, can't, can't job. speak for Risk. Ha thank you. Uh, haven't played Risk. Uh, but I would say if people would play Monopoly correctly, there's a chance that it would actually be pretty okay. Uh, but just so public service announcement, there's no such thing as free parking. And if no. you land on a spot, you have to buy it. And if you can't afford it, it goes up to auction to highest bidder. So yeah, those two things speed up that game like crazy. Golden standard. But really. Yeah. Yeah. And people act all offended by like you. It's like, no, but you collect the money when you hit free. It's like, that's not part of the game. Like, I know I've played that, too. But like, like when I actually, you know, learned to fucking read <laughs> and read the directions to the game. There's just too many of them. It's just like, no, it's too long. But I love like, free, free parking, getting all the money. Yeah, it's just like, 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 yeah, who doesn't like it when they land on it? But it's just like when you think about it, it's like, why the f it's, it's free like, parking. You don't. When you park someplace for free, you don't just find a bag of cash. No, it's just a. I mean, the real world. Fucking no country or something. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> I liked your unabashed cynicism and anger. Um, like I said, not angry. Heavily critical of the whole romantic subplot of Ready Player One. Yeah, obviously. Which is probably one of the worst <clears throat> parts of that movie. Honestly. Yeah, it's just like. To, uh, to be fair, at least we're living in an age where everyone has been super critical of that BS. That's true. Like, like at least everyone's aware of it. Um, but that's like probably one of my least aspects of like movies is like how they accomplish romance these days, and never, yeah. never touches me. It's it's really always it's always a f boy. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, what's, it, what, what's the trope? Is it man, Magic Pixie Dream oh, Girl? Man, manic Pixie Dream manic Girl. Manic Pixie Dream uh, Girl. Yeah. Um, magic. So what, 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 did, what, did yeah. this, what did it cost to make a movie like this? Yes, yeah, show us the stats. Please, uh, Scott. Budget, $15,140. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes score. Critics score, 10%. <laughs> Audience score, 3%. Expected gross profit, $100 billion. Yeah. Actual gross profit, $15,140. So it broke, it breaks even, you know, which is actually the exact amount in a Monopoly game um, in the bank. That's in the bank? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, funny how the, the, the rhyme, you know, it's like poetry. It's like, um, notable, though, that uh, Mr. Spielberg has distanced himself from the film, stating only that he liked the spaceships. <laughs> And that's that. All right, Scott. Well, well done. Um, Very well done. Yeah. On uh, you know points yeah. for being on topic and 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 tying it into the uh, the original. Yeah, definitely. Oh, we yeah. need we needed to know who Wade Watts' parents were. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently Assholes. that's them. <laughs> yeah. Or at least one of them. I mean, there's no guarantee that you know Fantasy Girl was actually going to go out with Dippy McFucking. No. Give me a lady. Girls only like assholes. Yeah. When they meet a real guy, they just friend zone him. It's like, yeah, because assholes are hella badass and sexy. Yeah. Assholes are cool. <laughs> assholes have uh, t shirts with uh, cigarettes rolled up in the fing arm. Assholes <laughs> like Garth Volbeck. <laughs> Damn it, Garth <laughs> Volbeck. Ferris Bueller Day Off episode callback. Warm Anyway. Hey, and our man in the stand, Peter Hunter, with the sequel today. Yes, I'm very enthusiastic and ready to present this. You're ready player. You say enthusiastic? Um, it's a different word, right? <laughs> it, no, it's and enthusiastic. Oh, just I, you're, you're enthusiastic. You're enthusiastic. In addition yeah. to whatever I was doing before. Yeah. Ready player you. It's like that show oh, Curb dear. Your Enthusiasm. Yes, exactly. Anyway, Peter. All right, um, title, Ready Player Two, because that's what this movie would do. Mm-hmm. Um, tagline, in soy... <laughs> Oh my god. Tagline. Insert coin to start play. Or additional credit required to continue. Or please insert two credits. Uh, directors, um, those jerks who made Disaster Movie and Epic Movie and the other movie movies. Seltzer I, and... I know their names. Okay. I just, I, like Voldemort, I would just rather not speak them. Yeah, they're real pieces of crap. Yeah. By all indication. All right. Um, the year is 2065. Blade Watts, Haley Steinfeld, is the super hip teenage daughter of Oasis controlling shareholders Artemis in Parsifal. She doesn't like going by her name, though. She prefers to be called by her avatar's name, Princess Leia underscore Naruto girl, period. Because these are the avatar names teenagers actually have. She spends most of her days in the Oasis with her best friend, Tom Servo 2000, as played by John Cena, and his boyfriend, Mega Drive, as portrayed by a hologram of Walt Disney. The whole of the Oasis changed forever three years earlier when, on a diplomatic trip to Sarajevo to inspect the Ar- Imperial Armed Forces in Bosnia and Herzegovina, 
Parzival and Artemis were assassinated when their town car was fired upon by a Serbian nationalist. <laughs> upon their death, a video was released revealing that the couple had followed in Halliday's example and set forth a quest to discover their Easter egg within the Oasis. You know, instead of bestowing their most valuable worldly source of wealth to their only biological daughter. Whoever can collect the three keys and solve the final puzzle will win a controlling stake in the Oasis and 15 exclusive character skins originally limited to pre-orders. The first test is for the Golden Key. It is to beat Through the Fire and Flames by Dragon Force on Guitar Hero on Expert Mode only using a DDR controller. Ah. <laughs> Many Bothans died attempting this feat. Ah, no. <laughs> God damn it. Look, there are plenty more cringeworthy references. No, no, you're on top. Strap in. I'm, I, it's not that you wrote it. It's that it's how it would be. And that's what you excel at in this podcast. But, uh. but please continue. Many Gunters, which we didn't touch on. It's a stupid name for oh, what they are. Yeah. <laughs> the Gunters. I forgot about that. You know what a Gunt is, right? It's a <laughs> Just saying. Uh, That's the word for it. We're going to have Gunter. We're going to have to bleep that. Bleep the no, crap out of it. You should just... <laughs> Thanks, Future Scott. Yeah, Future uh, Me is already on top of it. We don't even have to discuss it. Okay. I was listening. I'm listening to everything. Okay. Everything you say is being recorded. <laughs> and I'm listening to it. Future, I'm going through it. Future, combing it with a fine-tooth comb. Future Scott's being a little right now. Okay. Actually, this is just normal me. Alright, so... <laughs> many Gunters have made it past the second chorus in the song, but none have ever made it through the seventh guitar solo. And I counted, I think there are 12? Uh, yeah. yeah. It is the, uh... That's the expert song, right? Yeah, it it's is. It's the hardest song. Yeah. While drinking a Jolt Cola, Blade came up with an idea. What if the key isn't beating, but cheating? Blade heads to the DDR pad and installs an N64 Game Shark with the limited edition see-through pastel green casing. You know, that all the cool kids had. And then you oh, felt yeah. crappy when you only have the gray one and, like, the Mad Cats one. It works, but it's, you know, it's the lesser. It's the B controller. She loads up cheat codes that allow her to 100% the whole song without even pressing a button. She is granted the golden key for her efforts, and all her fellow gunters applaud her for some reason. Princess Leia underscore Naruto girl period becomes an instant celebrity, even more so than when it was very public that she was the daughter of the two controlling stakeholders in the Oasis, a gigantic position in the world economy. To celebrate her victory, she and her friends do the only logical thing and go to a nightclub in a video game, because that's where you would go to a club. It is in a video game. Blade wears Tifa's outfit from Final Fantasy VII and rides in on a hoverboard from Back to the Future 2, because even almost 100 years later in a virtual reality fantasy land, 80s nostalgia is still alive and well, and no creativity exists. I just love the 80s. Mega Drive is appropriately dressed as Sonic the Hedgehog, while Tom Servo 2000 is donning a full-on John Cena cosplay, which the audience will laugh at for stupid reasons. <laughs> Princess Leia underscore Naruto girl period goes up to the bar and orders a pan-galactic gargle blaster and two blue milks from Star Wars A New Hope when she feels a tap on her shoulder. She turns around to see a man in the Hulkbuster armor from the Avengers 2 Age of Ultron. Um, excuse me, do I know you? Hello, I am Hans Darkiller, but instead of an E, there's a three, get it? As portrayed by John Leguizamo. <laughs> oh, hello, I, I guess. I follow you on the Oasis, and you are very talented. Oh, well, thanks. Um, I'm just trying to live up to my parents' legacy. No, I know, and thank you for faving my post about you. Oh, what post was that? Will you go out with me? Um, 
What? What? Will you go out with me? I am a nice guy and I will treat you right. And I think you look prettiest without any makeup. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's that one. It makes me so fucking mad. <laughs> okay, let, let, let's unpack all of this. Um, this is an avatar. It literally always has makeup on. <laughs> but you don't need it. You look prettiest without it. I am a nice boy. Can't you see that? Look, I'm, I'm sure you're perfectly nice, but I'm really not looking into getting into a relationship right now. I'm kind of busy with the... Wow, you are such a slut! Ex excuse me? You clearly only like assholes, not nice guys like me who will treat you right. Oh, there's clearly a theme going on tonight. <laughs> I, I mean, I think nice guys wouldn't scream at me for refusing to date them after knowing them for 30 seconds. Wow, such a slut. Suddenly, they're seriously way too long given all the circumstances. Tom Servo 2000, aka John Cena, grabs Hound underscore Starkiller with a 3 and 7 E and delivers several German suplexes. The entire bar cheers and rejoices. They pelt the stupid little troll with video game vegetables, which cause a temporary burn status effect for, you know, some reason. I don't know. Nerds don't like vegetables. They like Mountain Dew, I guess, and Doritos. I was thinking Mario Bros. 2 reference, but maybe I'm just, like, that kind of nerd. That was too deep for me. Of. That's good. That's okay. too deep. No, you don't. You're nice to women. From what you know of. Yeah. Let's keep right. it there. Why, okay. why would you say that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why would I compliment you and say you're nice to women? No, no, no. no. Oh, okay. uh, oh, you. Nathan, for oh, your reference, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, okay, no, no worries. Oh. <laughs> um, to celebrate, our heroes get totally wasted on video game alcohol because, you know, sure, why not? I guess you can do that. I guess. They wake up on the Dig Dug planet with the Dig Dug things that Dug digs with. A giant scoreboard appears in front of them. It's clear that this is the second test for the Emerald Key. After several hours of dig duggery, Mega Drive discovers a crystal basketball deep in the earth below. Blade adds the ball to her inventory since she's the main character. Suddenly, the Emerald Key appears before them. Oh wow, you have the Emerald Key, that is so cool. I'm so happy you're my girlfriend. A familiar nagging nerdy voice echoes from behind. Find us here. This is like a secluded planet or something. I installed a tracking pixel on all your devices and followed you here. It also has a camera and speakers. And gosh, you look so nice without any makeup on. Like, I, I don't even know where to begin, man. Like, Mega Drive, could, could you? Mega Drive impales Hand Star Killer with the 3 instead of an E with a Korg DW8000 synthesizer on the electric mandolin setting. His avatar fades away in a poof of virgin sadness. Suddenly, the Triwizard Cup from Harry Potter appears before them. Tom Servo 2000 expends two entire hours of runtime explaining the plot to Harry Potter in the Goblet of Fire to his colleagues to finally get to the endpoint that explains that the Triwizard Cup is actually a port key which will transport them to the location of the final test. Because, you know, Warner Brothers properties. Right. The friends touch the port key and arrive on the set of Tron, the 80s version, obviously. N need to clarify, this isn't the film universe of Tron, but rather the physical film set where they made Tron. And it, it's kind of underwhelming. Yeah, basically. it's probably, like, not cool looking at all. No, it's a movie set. This movie's made by its post-production. Yeah. 
<clears throat> Suddenly, a giant pixelated version of Macho Man Randy Savage appears before them. Oh yeah, brother! Welcome to the final test! Oh, what is the final test? Oh yeah! That is the test! What? What's, what's it? Th that's it? It's like a, a metaphor or something? Oh yeah! We're not having an action climax. It's an emotional one, brother. That seems like kind of a ripoff. Well, this whole concept is a ripoff. Oh, yeah. Princess Leia underscore Naruto girl, period. Tom Servo 2000 and Mega Drive sit and think. Then they sat and thought even more. Then even more sitting and thinking they did. Even more. Days upon weeks upon months upon years of in-game time, so like, you know, six actual hours. Then finally... Mega Drive, I have an idea. It's all about... video games. Mega Drive and Tom Servo stare at her for hours. Silently. Don't you get it, Mega Drive? Being a gamer isn't about doing your best and having fun or even video games at all. Being a gamer is about gatekeeping information from people just trying to have fun and shaming them for not knowing it. Follow me! The gang arrives back at the first test and Princess Leia underscore Naruto girl, period, steps upon the DDR pad. You see, back in the 80s, there was a video game developer named Konami. They made their games ridiculously hard on purpose because if you knew a special combination of buttons, you would get a ton of power-ups you normally wouldn't have. It's the original gaming gatekeeping, just like this whole contest. But the thing is, you have to enter it at the start screen. So where else should it, I enter it? But the start of the contest. Leia starts to enter the code when suddenly John Cena releases a John Cena cry. Let's roll a clip. He has the bass Getty Lee played on the Rush album Moving Pictures embedded in his neck. He limps to the ground dead, but like actually dead, because it's the climax of the movie. Why not? Uh, the culprit is none other than Han Starkiller with a 3 instead of an E. I loved you and you betrayed me. Why are you hanging around with these assholes who don't appreciate you when you could be with a nice guy like me who loves you for who you are and knows you look better without any makeup on? Dude. Like, your, your perception of things is so off base. Like, I don't even know where to start. Regardless, if you think me, the daughter of the two majority shareholders in the Oasis doesn't have a stockpile of ridiculous weapons that I can completely use to wreck a noob like you at any time, you are completely mistaken. She throws everything at him. Captain America's shield, Thor's hammer, the glaive from Kroll, the Kraken from Clash of the Titans, all the Scooby-Doo gang and the mystery machine. The blue turtle shell from Mario Kart Double Dash only. Yeah. A light gun. The I... Duck Hunt Doug. Wesley Crusher suit from TNT. And the actual bomb that created Godzilla in the American remake of Godzilla. The one from 1998, not 2013. Ugh. Han Starkiller with a 3 instead of an E is dead. As well as several hundred thousand innocent avatars in the Oasis because, you know, atomic, atomic bomb. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, you got a Godzilla burn. It's gonna there, burn. So. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> I got, that's a look forward to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Leia Naruto girl thing goes to the gamepad and successfully enters the Konami code. She is granted the final key, and thankfully, the billionaire daughter of the two richest humans on the planet becomes the one to inherit their vast fortune. All of the Back to the Future soundtrack plays at the same time at once. The end. <laughs> oh. nice. Great job, Peter. Great job. Uh, your characterization of uh, uh, Han Starkiller, <laughs> which is just the most fucking eye-rolling motherfucker of a name. I like. Oh, like it was. I hate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, th that 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 struck a chord with me. It's funny about like. Uh, you mentioned like kids and their 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 aliases online. It's just like man, I've had Dino Cop on lock since 2008. It's not bad on everything. Dino Cop and is it's just not like bad. no, it's like is everything really taken? Like all the X's and underscores. It's like why would you make your name like that? I'm just like yeah, fucking Dino Cop. I'm like hell yeah, Dino Cop fucking hates the law. <laughs> Well, it's because you're just a dumb teenager, and you're like, yeah, this is perfect. My Chemical Romance, 37, 58. Right. Yeah. Um, also, both of you brought up Tron. It, I didn't even mention this in, in the before thoughts. It's funny that Tron does this entire concept, like, a million times better. Oh, it's it's so much better. Without any references. Yeah, the Tron game <laughs> is pretty fun, too. Which one? Uh, the, the classic arcade one? The classic arcade one. Oh, I'm not talking oh. about the Xbox 360 one. No. <laughs> right. Light cycle ride championships. Right, 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 right. Or the segment in Kingdom Hearts 2 where you, it's Tron and you ought to do the light cycle part. And it's it not half as good as you wish it was. Moving on to stats, which I wrote the qualifiers for them, but not the numbers. Okay, let's just free... Free, free base. Free, free, free base. base. Free base. Free base. I'm not going to join in on free base. Shit, I'll do anything for some base. <laughs> All right, um, Rotten Tomatoes score. Critics, five. Audience, six. <clears throat> Budget, um, Punk 47, ass. five... Expected gross profit sixty million dollars. Right. Seems fair. <laughs> Actual gross profit is made no money. Zero dollars. Zero dollars. No one. Okay. The critics all saw it for free. No one bought any merchandise. Wow. No one paid to see it. Not even that one jerk who always sees movies like this and is like, I just turned my brain off and I had a good time. No. Not even. Not even uh, no. No. Wait, not even Star Solo or whatever. Han Kill Star yeah. Killer. Yeah. Right. yeah um, Did you yeah. know that Star Killer is really the original name? Yes, we, yeah, all, we know. all know. We've been. It's an old movie. We've heard all the behind the scenes. Yeah. It's fine. Um. Yeah, so that's my Ready Player sequel. Um, I hope, yeah, it's funny because we're doing this Ready Player One thing. We're like, yeah, because it's like, uh, you know, it's a more recent movie, and it's like, but like, yeah, it's, anybody who liked it at this point listening is totally alienated <laughs> totally, them. Totally. I don't know who this is for. This, <laughs> I mean, we're just assuming our fan base didn't really like. I don't like. Look, hey, if you liked yeah. it, like, I'm not saying you're an idiot. It's totally fine. Like, I like I a lot of garbage, and yeah. it's 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 all good. Like, if you got something out of it, go, good for you. Because when I walk out of a movie theater having seen something I really enjoyed, that's a great feeling, and and whatever. These are just our opinions, guys. Like, who yeah. who gives a fuck? Like, like whatever. Yeah. It's it's like I said before. It is it wasn't like un 
watchably bad. It just I was just bored. But yeah. if you liked it, rock on. And yeah. hey, let us know what you liked about it. Let's have a civil discussion because that's yes. great. Like an and emphasis on the word civil. Really. Yes. Civil. Shining really. is civil. badass. That scene was much better than the scene in the book. All right. <laughs> so Here's Johnny. We have the prequel. We've got the sequel. Right. Now, moving on to the remake. We have the remake. All right, guys. Title, Virtual Boy. <laughs> oh, no. Tagline, oh, Get Good. <laughs> Directors, <laughs> Phil Lord and Chris Miller. But you know what? I wrote that before I actually wrote this thing, so I'm going to cross that out and put McGee. This is a gold McGee film. Oh, McGee, director of music videos and Chuck. And and uh, Charlie's Angels, Terminator Salvation. Oh, it was both Charlie's Angels. So he makes shitty movies. He does make not good movies. Keep that in mind. Synopsis. Our film opens to the starting line of a game of Mario Kart. Dozens of drivers run to their cars, featuring characters from famous properties new and old. Our hero, Parzival, Tom Holland, a stupid-looking f***ing elf thing, looks for his place at the starting line. As he walks through the sea of cars, he bumps into many familiar faces, from Ace Ventura's landlord to that black <laughs> goo from Fern Gully. <laughs> he eventually runs into Mario himself, albeit sporting a gruff and angry demeanor. Watch where you're going, kid, and stay out of my way during the race, sir, unless you want to get dry It's me, a pervert. Oh. Parzival finally finds his spot in line and uses a sweet hologram watch thing that spawns his vehicle of choice, none other than Thomas the Tank Engine. Hey there, Z. You ready for the big race? Did you know trains can be powered by a variety of energy sources, including steam, diesel, and electricity? That's great, Thomas. Just keep your eye on the prize. We're in it to win. Monorails feature a single rail and are often elevated off the ground. Alright, that's enough out of you. Shut the fuck up and drive. <laughs> oh man, such contempt from all of us. <laughs> the race begins. The countdown from three starts, with drivers revving their engines to get a boost. As soon as the go light comes on, half the racers' engines blow out and they are left <laughs> in the dust. A thrilling race ensues that I won't describe. <laughs> Thomas and Parzival, <laughs> but I kind of do anyway. Thomas and Parzival navigate the wacky race with relative ease as they approach lap two. Waluigi attempts to throw a red turtle shell at Parzival, but is promptly countered by three strategic shots to the neck from Parzival's tacky gold-plated AK-47. Oh. Detective Carter and Chief Inspector Lee close in on third place, but are quickly dispatched by the street sharks riding Metal Gear Rex. Hell yeah. <laughs> the race continues, with Parzival now in first place, closing in on the finish line for the win. Just before he and Thomas can cross, Mario takes first. Seemingly impossibly. A huge game over is displayed in the sky. Parzival then removes his stupid VR trooper helmet, <laughs> revealing the real-world self, Wade Watts. Because <laughs> he's like a superhero. My dad thought he should name me that. I hate this movie. <laughs> and the fact that they are indeed playing a game. Cue title card. Ready title card? God damn it! Said Parzival. Worst rubber banding I've ever seen. He was last the entire time. Wade then walks through his shitty hometown of Columbus, Ohio or something, whilst delivering boring <laughs> exposition about his world like anyone even gives a fuck. 
Basically, there's a video game that everyone plays that was created by some f boy asshole Halliday who hid complete control of his game within its code as keys for the players to find, creating a huge contest for control over the Oasis. Winning the first race is believed to be the ticket to the first key, but no one has ever won. Mario always takes the lead. Meanwhile, the head of video game company Innovative Online Industries, IOI, Nolan Sorrento, plots to find the keys before anyone else. Using his company's resources, he uses a fleet of Nintendo's robotic operating buddies, aka Rob, to jack into the Oasis and grind missions to find keys. Unfortunately, they're stupid kids' toys and don't accomplish anything. Hey, they can lift a gyro and drop the gyro and then... That's like the only game for it. Gyromite, right? There's two There's, games. there's Yeah, right. Parzival blows off some steam with his best friend H, Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> Who takes okay. the avatar? <laughs> whose avatar takes the form of Mr. Bucket? <laughs> <laughs> that seems accurate. Ah, Mr. Bucket, hot pocket. So pale. I love you, Bat Gaffigan. You're oh, really yeah. funny. Oh, yeah, no, he's um, they discuss ways to finally beat Mario at Mario Kart. While looking through an old manual for Mario Kart Double Dash, Parzival discovers an Woo! item that he has never before seen. Which will jettison last place all the way to first in seconds. Realizing the only way to win is to not play at all, Parzival departs to try to win the race again. As Parzival sits in his tank engine, waiting for the race to start, famous video game streamer Artemis, also a stupid fing elf thing, played by <laughs> Mary Elizabeth Winstead, pulls next to him, awestruck and wanting to impress her. Parzival acts like a total f boy and reveals his secret to winning the race. The two wait behind the other drivers and speed off, then acquire the Bullet Bill item, effectively overtaking Mario and winning. The two are gifted a key and a clue. The clue reads, Rabbit. H is Matt Parzival for choosing to tell Artemis about the key, and not him. Meanwhile, Sorrento paces through his office, which is a CGI re recreation of Patrick Bateman's apartment. He takes the form of an avatar, Business Man, who looks like Fred Flintstone crossed with American Dad. <laughs> he did look like... He meets fabled bounty hunter, Pete, played by Pete, <laughs> in Boba Fett armor. Okay. Oh, Disney's Pete. And hires him to find Parzival's real identity and kill him. Pete accepts. Yeah. I'll kill a communist for fun. Before a green card, I'll carve him up real good. It's really going to be sad if Pete didn't make an appearance in this one. <laughs> well, but we aim to please. Yeah, we, we do. Allegedly. Yeah. Parzival, H, and Artemis hang out in the Oasis trying to figure out the next clue. H grows sick and tired of Parzival's bullshit flirting with Artemis and wheels his Mr. Bucket ass out of the room. The two then deduce that the rabbit clue has nothing to do with video games or movies, but Halliday's favorite book of Mice and Men. The two venture off to the Grand Archives, where you can live any film, book, or poem through an interactive experience. They enter Of Mice and Men World, and Parzival is forced to take the role of George, Artemis as Lenny. The scene is the one at the end of the book, where Lenny is fleeing into the woods after accidentally killing Curly's wife. Lenny cries and asks George to tell me about them wabbits. Parzival is then forced to shoot Artemis in the back of the head. After viewing the horrific and disturbing scene, the two are granted yet another key and clue. 
Parzival then professes his love to Artemis, which she replies, You don't even know me. You just love the idea of me. Why can't you just be my buddy? Then, Pete appears, guns blazing on our duo, but is quickly dispatched and falls into the Sarlacc pit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that would be... Oh, <laughs> that would no! Be... <laughs> oh, God, I'm going to be slowly digested over 10,000 years. I, I think I recognize this guy down here. <laughs> <laughs> the final clue reveals the last key is to, is is held by uh, the, uh, the final clue reveals the last key to be held by Princess Zelda, who is currently in eternal slumber in Hyrule Castle. Sorrento paces in his office like an angry businessman villain would until Mr. Bucket enters. He reveals the true identity of Parzival, Wade Watts. Tracking his gameplay activity, Sorrento reviews the last few minutes of play and witnesses the Hyrule Castle clue. He then sends a bomb squad of Robs to blow up Wade's apartment, but misses him as he was at the hot piss sterilization plant filling up on some sweet warm H2O. Wade now realizes the severity of the situation and breaks into another apartment to sign into the Oasis. He sends a mass message out to the players to band together for a final stand at Hyrule Castle against dickhead businessman or something. At Hyrule Castle, an army of bullshit pop culture characters congregate to fight the Rob Army. Mr. Mime, that evil pipe organ from Beauty and the Beast 2, <laughs> John Hammond, Blade, John and others fight in an epic battle where no one can tell what the fuck is going on because there's too much CGI. I hate it. <laughs> Aslan the lion mauls Doug Funny to death. <laughs> Parzival finally reaches the castle where Sorrento waits for him by Zelda's lifeless body. A TV with a GameCube setup rests on the table. Sorrento tosses the controller to Parzival. All items off. One stock. Final destination. The two engage in a thrilling battle for like two seconds until Sorrento, cocky and using nests, tries to do the rocket launch PK Thunder move and is thrusted off the map and dies. <laughs> Sorrento is then executed by Bane and then awakens in the real world where he's executed by Bane again. <laughs> but this time for reals. Parzival, now lord and savior of the Oasis, hears a knocking on his door. He pulls off his headset and opens the door. It's celebrated actor John Leguizamo! Yay! Hey! Hey, I'm Artemis. I didn't think you'd ever love me for me, so I freaked out and left. But now I'm ready to love you, Wade Watts. The two embrace, and, and then yellow eyeballs are superimposed over their face like Thriller. The end? <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> well done. Well done. I guess. You know, no, no. I'm glad that you just did the exact plot. <laughs> and just like, I want to buy a like, suit on you for plagiarism because you basically <laughs> wrote what I wrote. Well, I we, we all just did no, I know, three I know. keys over. We, we hate it. <laughs> hey, we did not care about this no. one. This is, no. a, this is a, a monumental prequel sequel remake where true. we phoned it in, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Really, more well, so. Never, and I completely yeah. omitted the characters of uh, was it Taito? Dido? Yeah, we all did. Who cares? My tears gone cold. It's Daito and Sho, I believe. Which in the book, one of them gets friggin' murdered. Actually killed. Yeah, yeah. I heard that. Um, not that anyone gives a fuck about the scores. Rotten Tomatoes, two percent. Critics, 
two percent. Hmm. <laughs> Budget one million. Lots of action scenes filmed using action figures in Barbie doll houses. Great. I'd see it. I'd watch it. Expected yeah. gross profit four hundred million. Actual profit seventy thousand. Opening against Star Wars Episode Twelve was a mistake. Yeah. 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 You don't square off against the big boys. Yeah. You don't fight with the Wookies. Yeah. Yeah. Let the Wookie win. Ah. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. God. Yeah. Uh, I mean, hmm. I enjoyed all of our open contempt for this movie. Oh, uh, yeah. I think it just... a good vent sesh. I think it's we just... We all needed it, I think. I think it's really just because it was new and, like, this was us experiencing its badness for the first time, really. Yeah. It's not like Volcano, where it was like, yeah, whatever, this is a 90s movie. No, let, let us go set... Be, let us be set. Volcano is a worse movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. 100%. But definitely. Just, just, just... Volcano... You kind of know what you're getting. You're, you're you're not expecting to see all these thrilling CGI action scenes. It's like Volcano. It's like yeah, it's gonna be like firefighters and and, and you know policemen yeah. fighting lava. This movie, it's like yeah, welcome to a world without limits. Like it's like like and you do nothing with it. It's just yeah, it's 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 it's, it's, it's because there are limits. Yeah. Even in the limitless world, yeah. there have to be. Just a classic. If it was limitless altogether, then there would be no structure to anything. It's just a classic overpromise, underdeliver. Um, Wreck It fucking Ralph did yeah. the video was, game reference yeah, thing way better, and they're totally bastardizing that with this Ralph Breaks the Internet shit. Oh, I, don't even, I don't even want to discuss this. Pixar, what are you doing? It's um, not Pixar, it's, oh, Disney. it's just Disney. It's, the, it's like, okay. yeah. Disney that makes Studios, more sense now. Which you can't tell anymore, unfortunately. Yeah, you can't. Well, that's all we have to say about Ready Player One. At least now we can be Ready Player Done. Peter, where can they find us? <laughs> oh, man, how am I supposed to follow that? Um, uh, PrequelSequelRemake.com. Um, if you're listening to the podcast on any service like iTunes or Stitcher or Spreaker or Pocket Cast, anything like that, please rate us. Give us that five-star rating and leave a review. It seriously helps. Um you want to subscribe to us in any podcast network, just go to prequelsequelremake.com slash subscribe. Only if you're a nice guy, though. You know. Yeah. We don't want any assholes. We only want nice guys. And nice gals. And gal. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. gals. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Twitter is at PreSequelCast. Um, Facebook and Instagram are both at um, PrequelsequelRemake. All right. Uh, next week, do we want to do the fake teaser? You just want to be like, just be upfront with what we're going to do next Let's next be time. upfront for once. Yeah. So this. Yeah. So we're, we're doing the Matrix. This is our 10th episode coming up. And, yeah. And, and um, you know, it's not a big number, but that means a lot to us. And we're going to do something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Well, not that not different. Not that different. Yes. But, but we're going to be doing a different type of movie. We're going to be doing a, uh, uh, let's just say, uh, the training wheels are coming off. Let's um, just say uh, it's not training day. Um, for, to be more vague without hitting at the movie, we're going to do a really bad movie, which you probably haven't seen, because we spend a lot of our time watching bad movies that no one should watch. And so we're going to subject you to one of them vicariously. Every um, bad movie we've done thus far has been a theatrical, like, major studio release. Yeah. This is not. It's free to stream on Amazon Prime, though. I don't know. I mean, hmm. should we let them know so oh, we no. could, like, watch it? Oh, no. No. That would ruin the mystique. <laughs> we already did Waterworld. Yeah, we already did Waterworld. Um, so we'll catch you um, on the next episode, uh, prequel, sequel, remake. Um, just play the shack and the shower sound and roll out. Uh, 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 uh,